So <clears throat> we're going to step out of James because uh, this past Thursday, do you know what this past Thursday was? Yeah, this past Thursday was May 18th. Anything special on that day? Yeah, yes. Thursday was Ascension Day. I can tell you're like thrilled. It's a big deal. What's a, well, you probably know Ascension Day is, is the day where we remember when Jesus was with his disciples in Jerusalem and then he literally was lifted up and ascended out of sight into the clouds. So that day is celebrated because that day took place 40 days after Resurrection Sunday. So Ascension Day was May 18th because it was 40 days after Easter. The reason I'm even telling you about Ascension Day is this. You may not agree with me, but you might by the end that I have a growing conviction that our acknowledgement and remembrance of Ascension Day is actually almost maybe equal to Christmas and Easter. The birth of our Savior, the resurrection of our Savior, and the ascension of our Savior. We know why Christmas matters. We know why Easter matters. But I don't think we have enough appreciation for why the ascension matters. So join me, not in James, but John chapter 14. And I want to show you, hopefully, in a manner that, that you will go, man, this is a big, important day. Why the ascension matters. John chapter 14, Jesus is with his disciples. Don't strike that because he had lots of disciples. He's with those he has chosen to be his apostles. In the upper room, he has washed their feet and celebrated communion, the Lord's Supper, with them. Judas has already departed the room. So it's the 11 and Jesus. And he says to them, verse 12 of John 14, truly, truly, which is his version of what? Look up here. That's his version of look up here. Or let me have your eyes. He's like, hey, don't be snoozing right now. If your head rolled out of the room, roll it back in. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me. Now you gotta make your kind of a decision right now. Would that include you? Okay, it's not true for everybody here, potentially, but do you believe in Jesus? He says, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Who's the he? Those who believe in Jesus. Uh, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. Now that seems impossible. I mean, really, I've talked about this promise many, many times to us as a church. That Jesus says, I did what I did, but now I'm leaving, but you're not, and you're going to do what I do. No, greater. You think that's impossible. No way. And then he gives why. And what's the reason you're going to do what Jesus did? What's the reason? <laughs> because I go to the Father. 
What's he talking about? His ascension. The ascension is the reason we do, who believe in Jesus, what Jesus did. It's because I go to the Father. What's that have to do with anything? Next verse, here's what he says. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. In case you missed it, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You're going to do what I said because you're going to do what I did. I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and future tense will be in you. You ever stay with somebody and then when it was time to go, you left them something on the dresser beside the bed as just a, a thank you? Kind of a departing gift. You ever done that? Like four of you. You never, you really? Uh, yeah, somebody stays with you and they often leave. Uh, maybe they gave you a gift while, but, but sometimes they leave a note or something by the dresser. Jesus gives in the upper room departing gifts. I'm leaving, you're not. But you're going to do what I did, greater than what I did. Impossible. No, no, no. Check the dresser. I'm leaving you two priceless gifts. What are they? The gift of prayer in Jesus' name. Uh, we're going to look at that specifically. The gift of prayer in Jesus' name, because that's what he said. Uh, whatever you ask in my name, that what I do. Ask me, and I'll do it. And the gift of the Holy Spirit. Another, the helper, who will not just be with you like I've been with you. He's going to be in you. So we don't usually follow church calendar beyond Christmas and Easter at the chapel. But we are this year, because Thursday was Ascension Day, and guess what next Sunday is? Pentecost, next Sunday, 10 days, Pentecost, which is when the second gift gets delivered. The gift of the Holy Spirit. And I simply want to ask you this question. Can you imagine a Christian's life without prayer in Jesus' name and the gift of the Holy Spirit? And they are given, why? Because I go to the Father. You, you tracking with me now? Are, are you beginning to go, wow, the ascension really, really, really matters. It's why Jesus said, hey, you guys are all like down and depressed that I'm going away. Don't let your heart be troubled. It's to your advantage that I go away because if I don't go away, oh, that's next week. Man, I'm getting ahead. All right. <laughs> it's to your advantage that I go away because we cannot imagine walking with Jesus without the gift of prayer and the indwelling Holy Spirit. And that's what he left on the dresser at the ascension. So we're going to look at this week prayer. 
Why was prayer, and I want you to edit that title if you take notes. I want you to edit that title because it says, why was prayer given? Uh, is prayer new in the upper room? No, no. He, the disciples already said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he had taught them, our Father in heaven, holy be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You, you know that prayer. But you know, no point up to this point in teaching them how to pray has he ever instructed them to pray in Jesus' name. This is actually new. Prayer is not new. And prayer is more than what he's going to teach about praying in Jesus' name. But there's something very specific that Jesus has in mind for those who believe in him that prayer in his name is for. So let's go back. Why is it for? What's it for? What's prayer in Jesus' name for? Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I'll do, he'll do also. And greater works than these he'll do because I go to the Father. Ah, I'm going to ascend. And because I ascend, whatever you ask in my name. See, first time he's ever said this. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And he repeats it. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you abide in me, same conversation, same group, minutes later, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Same group, same conversation, minutes later, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. Same group, same conversation, minutes later, in that day, you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, look up here. I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. And in case you missed it five times, <laughs> the sixth time, until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Why not? You didn't tell us to. <laughs> we didn't know. You were with us. But now, now, ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. I don't know if you're catching this, but Jesus taught those who believe in him that I'm leaving, you're not. You're going to do what I did. Impossible. No, no, no. Check the dresser. What's there? An invitation, three parts, <laughs> to ask. Ask, 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 ask. For what? <laughs> For whatever you need. It's an invitation. I'm ascending so that you could ask for whatever they needed <laughs> so they could continue what Jesus had been doing. Prayer in Jesus' name was given so that they could ask for whatever they needed so they could continue the work that Jesus had done.
Say it another way. Praying in Jesus' name is asking for what you need to do what Jesus would do. It's the invitation. Ask me what you need to do what I would do. We never did that before. I know. I was always with you. <laughs> but I'm leaving, and you're not. And you're going to do what I did. Possible. No, no, no. Not possible. Not impossible. Because you get to ask like you've never asked before. Ask for whatever you need. What's the filter? In my name. In other words, according to my nature. I'll give you an illustration in a moment. According to what's true to my nature and what would be for my glory. And he adds, and what would be for your joy. And sometimes what we think would be for our joy is different than what would be for our joy. But he's going, ask in my name. And I'll what? I'll do it. It's, it's a little bit like he leaves a credit card on the dresser from the bank of heaven. His name on it. Not your name. Therefore, not your purposes, your will, your agenda. His name on it. And he says, whatever you need to do what I would do, swipe it. And I'll give it. I'll give it. And, and what's the credit limit on that card? <laughs> as infinite as the one whose name is on it. See, see I, I, I love this. I mean, I, I realize there's going to be every analogy. You can poke a hole on it. So if you want to poke a hole on it, Write me an email at mattc at cfcjacks.com. <laughs> All right? But you, almost every one of you have one of these or multiple ones of these. And you swipe it for what you want. And if someone steals it and swipes it for what they want, you are ticked off. Right? That's called fraud. You're trying to use my card for what you want. Any, any idea where I might be going with that one? <laughs> yeah, we all see ourselves in that mirror very quickly. We have swiped the Bank of Heaven card for all sorts of stuff that didn't have anything to do with the purposes of Jesus. Just stuff that we thought, this would make my life nice. And then we get discouraged because it doesn't seem like he's doing whatever we ask. <laughs> it's not why he gave it. See, he said... I'm leaving, you're not, but you're going to do what I did, greater. And whatever you need to do it, just ask me. Whatever you need to do, what I would do, ask me. See, I hope, I hope you're beginning to think through, what do I ask the Lord? Are, are my prayers centered? I hope so. My prayers centered around doing what? 
Jesus would do. Here's what I need. Here's what I need. See, this, this begs a question. If we're really going to use the gift of prayer in Jesus' name for its intended purpose, then we have to ask the question, what Jesus do? If, if his commission to us, hey, you're going to do what I did greater because I'm going to the Father, what did he do that we should be doing like he did? So I simply went through the New Testament and said, what did Jesus say out of his own mouth in the Gospels regarding why he was here? And what surfaces is this? He says, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You understand? So if we're going to do what Jesus would do, what are we going to do? We're going to seek those who are lost and we're going to save them. You can't, oh, I can't save them. No, you can't. He can. What can you do? <laughs> you can speak. You can share. So if we're going to do what Jesus would do, well, we're going to seek and he can save. We can share. Can't save somebody. I can plant seeds, I can water. Only the Lord can give the increase. And that is so freeing. So freeing when you understand the saving part is 100% up to the Lord. But I do have a, a responsibility. If you love me, he said, in that you'll keep my commandments. Seek. Do what I did. Seek people who are lost intentionally reach out, just like he did, and then share with them. He said, I came to seek and save. Second, he said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many, to, to lay down his life as a sacrifice on our behalf. So he came to seek and save. Second, he came to serve and to sacrifice for the good of others. It's fascinating that God would take on human flesh and then come to serve. And that God would wrap himself in our flesh next week, person of the Holy Spirit, in order that we might serve and, and sacrifice. Third, he says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. What did Jesus do? He sent and was sent. Send and be sent. I'll never forget, this was years ago, I was reading through the Gospel of John, and I realized, because I was reading not just a section at a time in depth, but reading big chunks, 
And I was overwhelmed by the amount of times in the Gospel of John, Jesus acknowledged, the Father has sent me, the Father has sent me, the Father has sent me, I am sent by the Father, the Father has sent me, I'm here on behalf of the Father. Count them. You'll be well over high 20s, low 30s, the number of times that that's how he describes himself as a sent one. I'm going to do what Jesus would do. I have to see myself. I'm going to see myself as a, a sent one and as one who gets to participate in, in sending, being sent and sending, being sent and sending. Exactly what Jesus did. So I don't know if the, this helps you or not, but that's pretty memorable to me. Out of the mouth of Jesus, six S's by which I would do what Jesus would do. Seek and share. Serve and sacrifice. Send and be sent. Jesus said, remember, big picture. I'm leaving. You're not. You who believe in me, you're going to do what I did. And it's going to be possible because whatever you need to do what I would do, ask me. Ask me. Where we get lost sometimes is, is we think to do these six things, I guess I should go on a mission trip like Matt did. I need to go to Southeast Asia or, or like next month. I should have got on that team that's going to Albania so I can seek and share and serve and sacrifice and be sent and sent. Okay, truly, truly, I say to you, I'll use Jesus's language instead of look up here, please. You don't need to go across the globe to do those six S's. Where do you need to go? Home. How about that? Go home and go across the street or go to work, right? Just go to work, go to the gym, go to the field, go sit in the stands while your kids chase a ball around the field. And while you're there, seek and share, serve and sacrifice, be sent, send. You see, we think too much. We have to go somewhere else instead of the exact literal language of the Great Commission that we'll look at. As you are going, as you're going home, as you're going to work, as you interact with your neighbors, as you go to the club, as you go to the pool, as you go to work out, as you go to spin class, as you order at the restaurant, do what Jesus would do. I don't know if you noticed a new addition on campus when you came in today, but we created this little, what we're calling a bless wall right outside the South Auditorium here. And we created this simply as a visual reminder and encouragement to do for our neighbors what Jesus would do for our neighbors. So maybe you 
Maybe you think bless is just kind of a, a little cute idea. No, bless is actually our strategy for reaching this community. It's to do what Jesus would do to begin with prayer. Listen, listen. We're quick to speak and it actually, remember, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Seek to understand. Do you seek to understand? It might feel a little awkward for my son, oldest son, Clayton's here in the third row. Um, I don't, I don't have Facebook, Jackie does, and she accuses every once in a while I'll get on Facebook and I'll start creeping her Facebook, you know, just kind of go through and read stuff. And it, I found yesterday my way to your page. This is all off the cuff, so if this sounds scattered, sorry. Just seeing you made me think of this. Um, he posted on Facebook, help me understand the concern with turning abortion rights over to the states. I just want to understand. And I thought, that's so good, Clay, because I'm not often good at that. I know what I think, and I know what I think you should think. But nobody cares what I think they should think until I have taken the time to understand what they think. So, well done, son. Seriously. We could, we could all learn to seek to understand. And that takes ears first. Eat with people. Sounds so unspiritual. <laughs> Just look at the number of times Jesus ate with people. He was known for eating with people who didn't love God. Known for that. Accused for that. Blamed for that. And he was like, oh, this is what I do. I eat with people who don't know the Father because I came to seek and save. How am I going to do that if I don't eat with folks? But wow. It's so easy. Church, do you, do you feel me here? It's just so easy to get into our own little huddles, our own little circles, and get disconnected for why we're here. I'm not saying Jesus didn't spend significant time with his disciples. I'm saying he didn't isolate himself from those who didn't yet love the Father. He intentionally engaged with them. Sometimes as a church, we don't look very much like the one we say we believe in. If we're going to do for our neighbors what Jesus would do for our neighbors, we'd pray for them, we'd listen, we'd eat with them. You know the two S's, serve. We'd see a need, we'd make a need. We'd meet a need. We'd allow them to serve us. And we'd share. We'd share our story. It's not complicated, but that's our strategy for how we're going to do for our neighbors what Jesus would do. And all this simply is for is a reminder. Now, here's, here's what I think is the fun part. 
these columns have these channels in them and to encourage and to spur one another on, we have in this rack ideas to help you apply each of the blessed strategies. But here in these baskets, river rocks. So when you show up on a Sunday morning or a Thursday night and you had an opportunity, now we all had opportunities. When you took the opportunity to do what Jesus was to do for your neighbors, just take a, a river rock and drop it in. Yeah, I had a, had a meal with my neighbor or I had a meal with a coworker or I, I reached out and said, help me understand. And I, I had a listening time or we saw a need and just, we're going to watch the blessed grow. And in that process, hopefully, be encouraged. Because prayer in Jesus' name is for people who are on mission with him. You see what I mean by that? Prayer in Jesus' name is for people who are going to do what Jesus would do. And so often we just get caught up and life, and recreation. I know I do. And what's fun for us, and what's easy, and what would we like to do, and what are my hopes and dreams? And we lose sight of seek and share, serve and sacrifice, send and be sent. It comes down to it. <laughs> and then we pray. Here's what I've noticed. The people who have the best stories to answers to prayer are people who are on mission with Jesus. Ever notice that? It's like, wow. They have such fantastic stories of they asked for this and the Lord provided and they asked for this and the Lord provided. I don't have that. I think it all comes down to those who have fantastic stories of answer to prayer are those who are Seeking and sharing, serving and sacrificing, sending and being sent. So here's, here's what I want to ask you. What do you need? What do you need to continue what Jesus started? When you think of seeking and sharing, not theoretical right now, what do you need? If you're going to go home and seek and share, if you're going to go to work and seek and share, what do you need? Go ahead, write it down. What do you need? That's why, I let, there's, I, that's why there's the big space there. What, what do you need if you're going to seek and share? Because what you're doing is you're, you're making your prayer list. What do you need? Here's the, here's the first thing I wrote down. Because I don't ever ask you to do something that I don't do. That's the first thing I wrote down. Love for people. I was kind of uh, encouraged. Jackie, my wife, was here Thursday night, and after the service, she said, Doug, when you had us write down, the first thing I wrote down was love for people. 
because what I realized is I'm really not going to seek and share until I care about people. It's just my life and their life. And they're going to do what they want to do, and I'm not going to get involved. And, but for God so loved the world that he sent. See, I have to ask myself the really honest question. Do I love the people around me? Because if I don't love them, then just, just check a box stuff. I need love for people. Maybe you wrote that. Maybe you wrote <laughs> humility. <laughs> or maybe you wrote courage. I need, I'm so scared. Hey, I understand. Most, most of us are fundamentally chicken. Aren't we? Maybe, we don't, maybe you don't think that. I'm fundamentally a chicken. I'm fundamentally at core scared to do what the Lord wants me to do. And so, Lord, give me courage. Give me boldness. I'm, I am scared. Maybe you think people who do it, they only do it because they're not scared. Now, other people don't do it because they're scared. No. It's why we pray what we pray, friends. Lord, to do what you would do, this is what I need. Discernment. If you never ask the question, should I speak or should I shut up right now? That's, a, that's a, always a burning question for me. Should I speak or should I shut up? Should I listen and just keep in notice? Or is there a time to go, ah, I don't know about that. Or, or how would I speak to this? What would be the approach? I so desperately need discernment. And then you read Jesus in the Gospels and you go, man, did that guy have discernment? And you go, well, he was God. Now he had laid aside every right and privilege. He was God, but he had laid aside every right and privilege. And he lived as man, as God intended man to really live in right relationship with the Father. And so when he exercised discernment and wisdom and insight, it was 100% dependence upon the Father. And just like you and I are called to live in 100% dependence upon Jesus. Don't dismiss it. Ah, he was God. Ask, ask, ask for what you need to do what he would do. You see what I mean? The answers to prayer are for those who are on mission. Because if I'm not on mission with him, then I don't really need to ask him for all this stuff. It just boils down to, I'd like for good health, sunny weather, and a great vacation. That's what makes our prayer list. And he's like, hey, it's not wrong to ask those things. That's just not why he gave us prayer in his name. Did you hear that? I know that's not very popular to say, but that's just not why he gave prayer in Jesus' name. So we could have good health, and a great vacation and a sunny day. It's not that those things are bad. And it's not that you're not allowed to ask. It's just not why he gave prayer in his name. He gave it to accomplish a mission to seek and to save. So Lord, give me love and humility and courage, boldness, discernment. And conviction, conviction in my own heart and conviction that when I speak, the Spirit would bring conviction to those who hear. And Lord, 
Give me some opportunities to open some doors. This is exactly what the Apostle Paul prayed. He said, pray for a, a, a door of opportunity to be open. Lord, uh, open a door at work. I've been praying and praying and praying for this guy or for this gal at work. And I don't want to just kick the door down. Open a door. Sometimes, sometimes we need resources. Lord, give us 84 front yards where people could meet Jesus. We, we need resources. So we ask. And I don't ever, I never shrink back from asking. Right now, we need 25 adult leaders who would now lead those teams that will go to those front yards. And, and you may go, oh, wow. I thought the only adult role was host. No, we have adult leaders who serve as moms or dads, drive those teams around and connect with the adults in the front yard. It's a fantastic role. Asking the Lord for 25 adult leaders. Asking the Lord for over 200 folks who would give our teachers a break this summer by serving in one of our children's class one hour, one Sunday. So, what do we do? <laughs> we gather every day as a staff and we ask for what we need to do what Jesus would do. You see, asking the Lord for opportunities, for openings, asking the Lord for resources, asking the Lord for others, in other words, more people, other people to join you, other people to help you. Sometimes I feel like throwing in the towel. I do. Sometimes I go, does it really matter? You guys are going to do what you want to do. Lord, why do I pour my heart out? Not. Immune to wanting to give up. And then I remember Jesus saying, Father, my soul is troubled. Saw the cross coming and he said, my soul is troubled. But this is why I came. Sometimes we need, Lord, we need endurance. I'm running out of gas. I'm running on empty. I feel like I'm losing my way. We need the Spirit of God to fan the flame. Maybe that's what you need right now. You need the Spirit of God to fan the flame of your heart. Because you've kind of lost any real love for people, any desire to, to make a difference in your community. You've kind of put, yeah, it's there, but it's not really driving you every day to be a difference at work. You need endurance. Ask. Jesus needed it and he asked. Do you know that? He asked because he needed it. And so often we need wisdom. Should I do this? Should I say that? Direction. Lord, where do you want me to go? These friends are often, and that's just a starter. 
this is often what we need if we're going to do what Jesus would do. And he ascended. Why? So we could ask and he would answer. That's why the ascension matters. Matters maybe as much as Christmas and Easter. So he taught him to pray in his name. The same night, he said, this is my body, take in remembrance of me. This is my blood, take in remembrance of me. He taught them to pray in Jesus' name and he taught them to take the Lord's, what we call the Lord's Supper in that same night. So I've asked the men to prepare the elements and I'm gonna invite them to come. And as we share in this time together, let me explain in case you're wondering what this is all about. You're gonna have passed in front of you a plate of broken up unleavened cracker. Jesus said that we are to take this in remembrance of his body, that this cracker is a reminder that as this is without leaven, he lived life without sin. And it's broken because his body was broken for us. So we remember his body through this. And this cup of juice is simply a reminder of the blood of Jesus, that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we who believe in him might become the righteousness of God. When we take this, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the scripture says when we take this, we should examine our hearts. So this is simply a a time to examine. Am I on mission with the one I believe in? Or have I kind of strayed? Do I love people like he loves people? Am I humble like he was humble? Am I willing to serve like he served? Sacrifice like he sacrificed? Be sent like he was sent. I know the men are passing it right now. As they're passing, would you just, with a quiet, reflective heart, examine yourself according to those six S's. The invitation is that If you're not seeking like he was seeking, you would simply confess that and say, Lord, I want to be back on mission with you. If you've lost your heart to serve, and you look at your life and go, wow, a lot of people serve me, but I don't really serve them. Confess that to the Lord. Tell him you want to be on mission with him.
examine. Are you going home, going to work as one sent? And wherever, work, home, across the street, you're going as one who would speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. So I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Because your name is power. Your name is healing, your name is love. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a These elements are the reminder that He is life. And in Him is forgiveness and grace, purpose, mission. That through Him we have been reconciled to God so that we might live as God it is intended man to really live in relationship with Him for him, by him, and to him. So would you, in gratitude for a savior, Christ the Lord, would you take in remembrance of him? Let's stand together and let's declare we want to go out on mission as ones who believe in him. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus.
grateful that you're here. We believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. So as we go, let's ask him for everything that we need to be a part of his mission and to fulfill his mission. He is gracious. He is eager uh, to answer those prayers for us. And if we can pray for you in a specific way, uh, we have men and women who are available between the auditoriums. Just go and you'll find them out there. They would love to pray with you. Um, maybe it's for someone that you've been praying for, salvation or an open door. They'd love to do that with you. I hope you'll do it. And let's, uh, let's go see and let's see the fruit of what God will do this week when we, when we step into obedience. And we'll come back next time and we'll give him great glory for it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for being here.